Hello, online family. My name is Matthew Malik, and I'm the lead pastor here at Refuge. We are so incredibly glad that you chose to tune in to the Refuge official podcast today. We believe the message you are about to hear will inspire you in a very meaningful way. We believe the Lord is ready and willing to do a great work in your life. And we believe that you'll hear from him today. Please enjoy. Well, last week, um, Pastor Deb spoke so wonderfully for Mother's Day on influence. And if you weren't here, we want to encourage you to check out that podcast. It is online or on Facebook as well, on our our Facebook page. But uh, we're continuing today in our series that we started actually two weeks ago, which is Hope Wins, is the title of the series. And uh, last week, uh, the first time, we talked about winning over fear. And uh, that's an important battle to have victory in over your fear, right? And so uh, today we want to take it to another area of winning, and that is winning over negative thinking. Winning over negative thinking. Now, uh, let me uh, ask you this, because uh, have you ever had a negative thought? Yeah, all of us should have both hands raised, okay? Because we've all had negative thoughts. The real issue is not that you're going to have a negative thought, but what are you going to do with that negative thought when it comes? Are you going to let it be a dominant influence in your life to rob you of faith, to drive you further from God? Or are you going to address that negative thought with something that can destroy it and defeat it in your life? Because the potential of that thought can be destructive. But the potential of God's Word and right thinking and right thoughts is life-giving. And so, uh, so we, we want to uh, go and have a word of prayer. And, and today, uh, as we pray, there's a number of things in our church family that we need to lift up. Uh, it's been a difficult week. We've seen loved ones go home and be with Jesus. We just want to lift up these families. We also want to lift up the nation of Israel and the conflict that's going there. This is, uh, you know, very challenging, but yet we have access to the throne of grace come before him and pray. So let's approach the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for your grace that helps us in time of need. We thank you that you've given us uh, an invitation to approach your throne of grace, to obtain mercy. Father, we lift up all of those that have lost loved ones, and we thank you for your comfort and your grace. We thank you for the strength that you give and, and, and the comfort you bring to those who are grieving over the losses. Father, we pray for the nation of Israel, for the peace of Jerusalem, for the peace and protection over that land. We pray for an end of this conflict, that there would be a peace, peace negotiation, Father, that would end uh, the missiles that are being fired in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for wisdom. We come against the spirits of darkness that are Uh, influencing this conflict in the name of Jesus. We declare peace over that nation. And we thank you for this congregation, Lord, as we share the word today, that you'll give us wisdom, revelation, and insight, and understanding of the truth of your word. Help us, O God, to defeat negative thinking in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let me ask you this question 
Are you winning in your thought life? Some of you, if you're honest, you say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm losing this battle, Pastor. I'm losing this battle. And it could be thoughts of condemnation. It could be thoughts of lust. It could be anything related to anything that is contrary to God's best and his will for your life. And uh, we are in a war. And, and so we need to understand that many are losing. And negative thoughts are like a plague. They're robbing people of the peace and the joy that they can uh, walk in. See, often we are subject to negative thinking because of negative people around us. And so we're inundated all around us, all this negativity. How do we live positive in a negative world? Well, uh, God's Word gives us great insight, so we're going to take a look at some things today that I I believe will help you and be impactful in your life. Now, most people have more negative thoughts than positive. You know, and... uh, and there's a science behind it, too, if you look at electricity um, with the positive and negative and all that. But I'm not going to go there. That's, that's a, you can study that out yourself, but it's very interesting when you search that out. But one of the things we need to understand is that human reaction usually gravitates towards the negative when you're dealing in a situation. You know, we're first more prone to be negative than to be positive and to think negative rather than think on the bright side and normally, sometimes we deal with an incident, and initially we're confronted, and our minds gravitate towards the negative. But then we have to determine we're going to look to the bright side. And there's always a bright side in any situation, in any scenario. There's always a bright side. And so we need to be looking for that. Now, uh, what are negative thoughts? Let's kind of define what that is. Negative thoughts are random, unpleasant, agitating anxiety-producing mental constructs usually grounded in past regrets or fears about the future. Now, that's a mouthful, but that's a definition I found. Um, But realize that God is positive and the devil is negative. Just keep that in mind. Because when a negative thought comes, you you have to align it with the Word of God to see how does this fit so that we can address it. Now, negative thoughts are misbeliefs. And Merriam-Webster's definition of misbelief is erroneous or false belief. In other words, you're believing a false narrative. You're embracing a false narrative. Uh, Merriam-Webster actually goes on to say that a misbelief is heresy. A heresy is a false belief that leads you in the path of destruction or corruption. Um, One misbelief, and you can mark this down because maybe you've been inundated with this negative thought, um, and that would be, my life is pointless. Another one is, my life has no worth or value. I'm nothing but a failure. Those are thoughts we may have had at one time or another. Maybe you're facing those thoughts right now. But those are all misbeliefs. Because those are not thoughts that God would think about you. Those are thoughts the enemy wants you to think about you. And so as we address this, I want you to turn to Isaiah 55. And and we want to look at verse 7 through 9. And realizing that thoughts have tremendous power over us. Thoughts produce our feelings. 
In fact, uh, which actually impact our emotional and physical well-being. Uh, having and embracing the wrong thoughts can make you sick. You can become physically sick or emotionally uh, affected because of negative thoughts or negative thinking. So let's look at Isaiah 55 and starting at verse 7. It says, let the wicked forsake his way. That's just some good counsel for the wicked. And, and the word wicked, let me just say this. I, I have to pause here because when, when you hear the word wicked, what comes into your mind? You think of this devious, corrupt, evil person. But wicked simply means twisted. Twisted thinking, twisted belief. Twisted in a way that is contrary to what God has said. Contrary to God's ways and to God's word. So wicked, you know, think of it in a, you think of wicker furniture. How many of you have some of that at home? Wicker furniture. Wicker furniture, all the little strands of bamboo or whatever it is, is twisted and knit together. That's why they call it wicker furniture. It comes from the word wicked, okay? New lesson. Now some of you are going to burn your wicked furniture. I mean, wicked furniture. <laughs> Only kidding. So, it says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. So there's a charge here we see that we need to forsake or leave unrighteous thoughts. And notice it says, let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. In other words, God's ready and waiting to pardon, to forgive if we simply turn from our wicked ways and our wicked thoughts. Now, verse 9, it goes on to say, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, we need to understand something in this passage, because sometimes verse 9 has been quoted uh, without verse 8. Or verse 7, because in the context, this is actually speaking to the wicked person or the unbeliever. The person has not subjected themselves to the thoughts and the ways of God. This scripture describes the condition of the unbeliever, not the believer. This scripture does not say we cannot know God's thoughts because we can know his thoughts. His thoughts are revealed to us in his word, the Bible, so we can rise up to the level of, of God's thoughts and we can walk in his ways. See, that's the encouragement that I want to give you today. You can rise up to the level of God's thoughts so that you can walk in his ways. Now, Matthew 9 verse 4, Jesus, when he was in the earth, in his earthly ministry, made this statement. In regards to the Pharisees, Matthew 9, 4 says, And Jesus, perceiving their thoughts, said, Why are you thinking evil in your hearts? Thoughts originate from the heart. Okay? And so Jesus addressed those evil or negative thoughts that people were thinking because of how they were responding and acting when he was speaking. Okay? Now, Proverbs 23, verse 26. This is an answer for you to begin 
to stop thinking evil thoughts in your heart. He says, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. So we come to the place where we give him our heart because evil thoughts corrupt the heart. And Jesus is the only one that can change the heart. And when he has your heart, then you can begin to observe his ways. He'll allow you to see the way to walk, the right way to live. Because until then, you're kind of just following the passion of your evil thinking and evil thoughts, okay? And, and, and that we're all guilty of evil thinking and evil thoughts until we have an encounter with God. Now, many people try to buffer evil thoughts by doing righteous deeds or trying to uh, conform themselves, or, but only Jesus can transform a life and a heart, okay? So, there's three important things I want to share with you um, that we need to understand if we're going to win over negative thinking, okay? The first one is the battle of the mind. We need to understand the battle of the mind. It's a battle of thoughts. It's a mental battle. See, have you ever heard this statement, a mind is a terrible thing to waste? Have you heard that? That's uh, an educational slogan that was derived from the United Negro College Fund that I believe should be a fact of life for everyone. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. How a person thinks, remembers, and understands has a huge impact upon their life. We cannot afford to lose the battle of the mind, okay? Now, you will never, write this down if you're taking notes, you'll never be able to rise above the level of your thoughts. Thoughts will either propel you or paralyze you. Thoughts will either build you up or tear you down. If negative thoughts are dominating you, you will never be able to live out your God-given purpose and potential. You'll be stifled. You'll be restricted. And there's so much that God wants to do in you and through you that's beyond what you can comprehend, beyond what you can conceive. But give God a chance. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 because there we see this battle of the mind and how we need to approach it. Verse 3, 2 Corinthians 10, says, For though we walk in the flesh, in other words, we live and we maneuver in these physical bodies, okay? Uh, it says we're not warring according to the flesh. In other words, we're not using fleshly techniques to deal with this spiritual war of thoughts. Verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Now, what's a stronghold? We'll pause right there for a moment. In verse 4, at the end, it says stronghold. A stronghold is anything that has a stronghold on you. Okay? And verse 5 says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Now, notice this last part of this verse, verse 5. And take every thought captive to obey Christ. See, our greatest weapon is the Word of God, the truth of God's Word. And we bring every negative thought into captivity. In other words, it needs to be arrested and put behind bars. It needs to be brought 
into subjection and captivity so that it will no longer have an influence upon your life. See, this is, this is really spiritual warfare at its best. It's dealing with the thoughts. The battle wages in the mind. Joyce Myers has that book, The Battle of the Mind, a great resource. There's other great resources out there that deal with how do we gain victory in our thought life. Um, a negative thought can become a stronghold in your life, and uh, it can paralyze you from fulfilling what God's determined for you. And uh, now, what do we do about negative thoughts? Because you can't stop them. I think I, I might have shared recently, I don't know if it was here or somewhere else, how growing up on the farm, uh, we lived on a dirt road, side road, so we would ride our bicycles on that road. And a couple of years, there were these red wing blackbirds. Have you ever encountered one of them? They're very territorial. And um, going down that road, I'd, we'd get about uh, 300 yards out of our driveway going down the road, and we were attacked, or at least I was, by, by these red wing blackbirds that would swoop down and, and try to you know, get me. And I'm screaming. I mean, I wiped out one time, and I, I was a mess. You know, I was scraped up. Uh, but running from those blackbirds, I was terrified. And if I would not have watched that movie, The Birds, <laughs> it, if, you, if you ever have just want to have a, just a little humor, watch that old flick. You know, I, I watched it years later, and I thought, this thing is so poorly done. But I can remember living my life in terror after I watched that movie of being attacked by birds, okay? And, and so, but I can, I can remember being attacked by these red-winged blackbirds, but you know what? It reminds me of, it's like thoughts. You can't stop the thoughts from flying over, or you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair, Okay? And so that's what thoughts are like. They're going to be coming around you, but don't let them build a nest in your head. Don't let them establish a stronghold in your life, okay? So now I'm going to read verse 5 in this particular verse from the Passion Translation, 2 Corinthians 10.5. It says, We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. Now notice, we capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Wow, what a powerful passage. So you need to deal with your thoughts and take authority over your thoughts and say you bow to the name of Jesus. This thought is not of God. This is a thought that's going to cause me to sin. This is a thought that's going to cause me to do something that's going to be hurtful and harmful to someone. If not, no one else, yourself, okay? But uh, you need to deal with it. Every negative thing that has been done or said first began inside of someone's head. Proverbs 23.7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The first part of that passage, we see that uh, at the women's brunch yesterday. Thank you, women, for coming. Thank you, men, for, for serving the ladies. But Sarah had shared this scripture. The, the think, what we think in our hearts is, is what we actually become. 
We can't be, go beyond what we think. Thoughts will either propel you or paralyze you, as I said earlier. What we believe as a result of a thing, what we believe is a result of our thinking. I'll, I'll get, make that statement right. If we think wrong, we're going to believe wrong, okay? If we believe what's wrong, if our believing is wrong, our confession will be wrong. In other words, what we speak out of our mouth, it all hinges on our thinking. But I believe the Word of God has been given to us to straighten out our thinking. In fact, we overcome negative thoughts through the truth of the Bible. Because the Bible contains faith-strengthening truths, reassuring promises, and hope-filled encouragement to help us win the battle against negativity in our minds. A positive mental attitude is believing that something can be done rather than say it can't be done. So many people say, that's a negative thought. It can't, I can't do that. We can't do that. You know, you, you have an opportunity, but you never seize the opportunity because you think it can't be done. The second thing, and we're going to be going through these other two points a little bit quicker. The second thing we need to understand if we're going to win over negative thinking is we need to understand the power of the tongue, the words that we speak, the words of our mouth, because thoughts produce words and words produce thoughts. They kind of back and forth. You hear a word, it can generate a thought. You get a thought, it generates a word. What we think affects what we speak. Now, thinking that is contrary to the word of God is detrimental to the believer. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you. And because the tongue is connected to the heart, your words are simply the expression of your thoughts. Understand that. Proverbs 18.21. In fact, I think this is the one Sarah had shared uh, yesterday, actually. Um, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who live it will eat its fruits. In other words, you're going to be affected by what you say. The words you say are either life-giving or they're going to speak death. Now, whether you're the victim of destructive words uh, of one that has spoken abusively to you with an abusive tongue, we must determine to use our words to build people up, not tear them down. All of us have been victimized by someone's words, their negative words, abusive words, and uh, because of thoughts they thought about us or towards us that were spoken out of their lips. This Proverbs 18.21 in the Passion Translation reads this way. Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. Kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. Sometimes it's better not to be so talkative, right? And I, I get accused of that from time to time. Honey, you're talking too much. So wrap it up, Pastor. Okay, no. <laughs> All right. Um, and... Words are powerful because when you speak something, it begins to set something in motion. Uh, my brother David, he's out here, and he worked for a man growing up as a, as a farmhand. You know, it's like uh, dad had to loan him out to another farmer uh, because he had five sons. I don't know how many sons this guy had. But this guy always said, uh, would, he would tell my brother David, um, when I turn, I don't know what age was, 55, 
When I turn 55, I'm going to die. And that's why he, he would say that all the time. And so one, one time David asked him, well, why do you say that? He said, well, because my father died at that, that age and this other relative died at that age. He said, so when I get that age, um, I guess I'm going to die too. And guess what? He turned 55, and that's when he died, the year he died. And you might say, oh, coincidence? Notice the power of words. He spoke it into existence. We have to be careful what we speak because words, uh, in fact, uh, James 3, 6, you need to look at this. Turn to James 3, 6 if you have your Bibles. It says, and the tongue is a fire, the very world of unrighteousness. And the tongue is set among our body parts as that which defiles the whole body. And notice, and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. See, the tongue will determine the course of your life and where it's going. Stop speaking negative and contrary things over you. Don't ever say, oh, I'll never amount to much. I'll never be successful. Don't say those things with a belief in your heart. Now, I, I can say that as an example of what not to say, okay? Uh, and not be afraid that those words are going to come to pass. So we don't live in, in fear, but we need to live in respect of what we say. Because if what we're saying is coming out of our mouth repeatedly and time after time, it's revealing that that's a conviction of our heart. Because what we speak out of our heart begins to establish the course of our life, okay? In fact, um, um, words can be used destructively when we consider that death and life are in the power of the tongue. What we speak can also affect the lives of others. Our words are more powerful than we may have realized. The words we speak, again, and I want to get this across, will determine the course of your life. Um, if you continue thinking negative thoughts, it's going to come out of your mouth. You, you can't stop it because according to Matthew chapter 12, um, verse 34 and 35, Jesus is speaking. He said, you brood of vipers. Again, he's confronting the religious Pharisees. Um, he says, for how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person, out of the good treasure of his heart, or good treasure brings forth good. And the evil person, out of his evil treasure, brings forth evil. So we could see thoughts as a treasure box in our heart. And, and what's coming out of that treasure box is what we're putting in. Okay? And that brings us to the third point. The third thing we need to understand if we're going to win over negative thinking is the renewing of the mind, the importance of the renewing of your mind. See, we, we renew our minds by studying the Word of God, by spending time in the Word, by reading the Word, studying it, coming to church and hearing the, the Word preached and taught. Romans 12.2, we give you, where we see this, this, um, this command from Scripture or this declaration from the Word of what we're to do with our minds. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, there's a lot we could say about this passage. There's a lot of meat in this passage. But what I want you to understand is the significance of conforming 
of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got to change your thinking. If your thoughts don't agree with the word of God, you've got to change how you're thinking. You have to align yourself with what, how God thinks. See, God's thoughts are revealed in his word. And so this is what will bring renewing to your mind. Now, somebody might say, is this like brainwashing? Uh, yes, we need brainwashing because our, our minds are filthy. Our minds are corrupt. Our minds are degenerate because of everything that we're confronted with and taking in all the time. So our minds need to be washed and they're renewed. And the process of that is transformation. Your life is transformed when your mind is renewed. Because when your thoughts change, your belief changes, and your actions change. Okay? And now dwelling on the negative, self-defeating thoughts, will strip you of the passion and motivation we need in life to succeed. I'm going to say that again. Dwelling on negative, self-defeating thoughts strip us of the passion and motivation that we need to succeed in this life. If you dwell on negative thoughts about others, you'll become blinded to see their positive traits and qualities. Quit always focusing on the negative. Quit always focusing on the negative. We're more prone to do that. We've got to stop it. And I'm preaching to myself too. Because initially my reaction or my response to the situation is negative, but I, I immediately repent. And I have a wonderful wife that she'll call me on the carpet. Oh, man of faith and power, you know. <laughs> Thank you, and I repent instantly. I'm quick to repent. I don't waste any time. Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> but that's, you know, you need to know how negative I was before Jesus, before I walked with him. I mean, I was a mess back then. Only 17, but how many of you know you can be 17 in a mess, okay? Okay. Oh, gosh. If you continue to look back on your past mistakes, you will never move away from them. It's time to move on. Are your thoughts always focusing on your past mistakes? You need to break free from that so you can move on in life. And I, I want to say this, too, because very often an indicator that negative thoughts are dominating your life is this thing called ingratitude, unthankfulness. Gratitude and the thankful heart will protect you from negative thinking. You need to be thankful. So you get a flat tire, and your mind goes negative, negative, negative. But you know what? Um, you can say, thank you, Lord, that this, this didn't happen when I was on the freeway. Thank you, Lord that um, my husband is here to change a tire. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you need to be thankful because then you're going to see the bright side even when you're dealing with a negative situation because they're going to come. You can't avoid negative situations. But when you encounter a negative situation, don't let your mind think negative thoughts. You need to move and gravitate towards the positive, not the negative. And that will get you through it because if you don't, you're going to end up depressed discouraged, and all that stuff, okay? And you don't want to go there, okay? If we keep having negative, fearful thoughts, you will never enjoy life. Let me say that again. If you keep having negative, if you embrace those negative thoughts, if you hang on to them, 
you will never enjoy life uh, because you're always too worried about what might happen and what could possibly happen because there's true and false narratives around us. Philippians 4.8, and I want to, we're going to bring this to close here, but I, I want to share this passage and maybe one or two more. Philippians 4.8, this passage gives us the criteria for right thinking. Okay, if you want right thinking, this is the criteria. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. There you have it. Now, uh, personal study you could do, go break that down, take every one of those phrases and find out what that means and how that can relate to your life and your situation. This is the criteria for right thinking. Now, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. The real issue is we need to use it. First uh, Corinthians 2.16, I love this passage. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? In other words, uh, you're not going to instruct him, okay? So forget it. Some of you say, well, Lord, if I were you, I would do this. Have you ever done that? Some of you are great at instructing God, <laughs> telling him what to do. You don't need to do that. But notice the second half of this verse. It says, but we have the mind of Christ. So we simply need to use the mind of Christ. We need to acknowledge that we have the mind of Christ. And we need to function with the mind of Christ because he's in you. So train yourself to ask yourself, what does the word of God say? You're confronted with a situation. Your thoughts are going this direction, negative. Ask yourself this question, what does the word of God say? Reference your situation, your condition with the Bible and the promise that comes directly to you from God. So the three important things we've learned today that we need to understand to win over our thoughts, negative thoughts is the battle of the mind, understanding the power of the tongue, and then the renewing of the mind. And as I close, I, I want to um, share one more verse, at least one more verse. I said that before, didn't I? And this is the Apostle Paul and he's writing and he's sharing out of concern in 2 Corinthians eleven three, 3 said but I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ now I want to first of all speak to every believer out here and those listening online if you're a believer there is a potential because the devil, Satan, is trying to capture you with his thoughts. He's trying to deceive you. He's trying to lead you astray and pull you away from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. That's a pressure that we have that we need to acknowledge and understand. We need to be warned and, and stand on guard against his cunning. He's deceptive. He prowls about like a lion, lion seeking whom he may devour. We need to be aware of him. Now I want to ask you this question. Are you battling negative thoughts? Well, on what have you been focusing lately? Is it God's word? 
or is it the problems that you're facing? If you want to see negative thoughts depart from us, we need to begin to focus on what is written. What God said on the truth, not just a truth. What direction are your thoughts taking you on your journey in life? Another question I want to ask you. What direction are your thoughts taking you on your journey in life? Are they thoughts that are in alignment with the Word of God? Or are they contrary to the Word of God? You can discern, you can know, and you can be victorious over the negative thoughts, the contrary thoughts. So this morning, if you're here and you say, Pastor, I'm not uh, a follower of Christ. I don't really know him. I haven't really been living my life for him. I haven't walked with him. Or maybe you have at one point and you've drifted away. You've been led astray, as that passage we read earlier. But you're here today and you say, I want to renew my commitment to Christ. And for some of you, it may be a first-time commitment to him to surrender your life to him as your Lord and your Savior. Jesus' appeal to you is to come to him, to receive forgiveness of sins, to receive the gift of eternal life. All of us without Christ are hopelessly lost, without hope in this world. And yet Jesus came, God the Father sent him to die in our place to secure our salvation and our redemption so that we could know him, so that we could join him in eternity, so we could receive his life, so that we could be delivered from sin and its corrupt power. And one aspect of that is our negative thinking. God wants to deliver you from your negative thinking. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I know my life is not right with God, but I'm ready and willing to surrender to him today. If that's you, just slip up your hand. Nobody's looking around right now. Thank you. There's others. Just hold up your hand for a moment so I can see it. Okay. Let's stand up together. Thank you for lifting your hand. At this time, we're going to join our faith together. We're going to pray what I call a believer's prayer. It's a prayer that we can pray to invite Jesus into our heart and life so we can begin a journey to walk with him. It's a starting place, a starting point. So with every head bowed, nobody looking around, at this time bow your head and we're going to pray. Repeat after me if you would. We can all pray this together. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus who died for me, I ask that you forgive me. I repent for my sins. Today I confess Jesus as Lord. Jesus, come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I receive you now by faith 
I put my trust in you. Make my life what you want it to be. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer sincerely, whether you're in this auditorium or online, I believe that God is meeting you in this very moment. The scripture tells us if anyone is in Christ, they become a new creation. Old things pass away. All things become new. We receive the life of God. We receive forgiveness of sins. We're cleansed. We're made new. And Jesus comes to take residence in us by his spirit. Now, the prayer team is going to be up here in a little bit, but I just want to pray over you because some of you need to be set free from negative thinking. Some of you need to win over some negative thoughts that have been tormenting you. So I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your hands to God as a form of surrender, as a sign of surrender to him. And I'm going to pray for you, and then I'm going to lead you in a prayer as well. Heavenly Father, we pray as we come before you right now and I speak and declare deliverance over this body of believers and all that are under the sound of my voice. Father, we've received your word today and Father, we thank you that your word brings life. Your word brings understanding and revelation so that we can win this fight against negative thinking. Lord Jesus, we look to you And we declare freedom in this place, freedom in our minds, in the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to put your hands over your head right now, and I'm going to have you repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I command every negative thought to go. By the authority of Jesus' name, I break your influence and your power over my mind Now, in Jesus' name, negative thoughts, you will no longer control my life. The word of God and every promise will now be the dominant influence in my life, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now just receive God's thoughts. Thoughts revealed from the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's worship him. Thank you for being so attentive to the word this morning. Following the service, we have Refuge Life, and and you're welcome to join that. If you're here, want to check out how you can be involved in this church body. It will be a blessing. God bless. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the Refuge Official Podcast. We hope that this message spoke to you in a very meaningful way and that you were able to receive from the Lord today. If you chose to give your life to Jesus today or would like to find more of our content, we would love for you to get connected with us on our website at wearerefuge.net. Be blessed and have an amazing week.